Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk, or at least most of us do, and talk about stuff. Tonight I'm being joined by, well, some moldy oldies. Nah, not moldy. Well, I mean, there's a little mold on Blue Shark's arm there, but I think that's a Blue Shark. Biohazard? Resident Evil? The molded? Where's my shotgun? <laughs> How you doing tonight, Blue Shark? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about you, sir? Dude, I'm fantastic. I am severely fantastic. I'm fantastic like a Viking. And we're being joined by Shadow Fox, chugging down a good old mount of uh, Mountain Dew over there. How are you feeling? Well, man? that's the next segment. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'm all right. Yeah, you ruined it. You can, you'll just ruin it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ruin it all over your shoe. Oh, God, not my shoes. <laughs> what shirt are you wearing? Uh, it's a Breath of the Wild silhouette that my fiance got me. That is a really kick-ass shirt. I like that. She heard my complaint that I was running out of the free shirts that I'd gotten from my military days. She went and bought like six or seven shirts for me at once. Aww. It's because she loves me. Yeah, see, I only got you one shirt. I don't love you that much. Aww, this is the worst. And Zyberblood's here. How you feeling, man? Pass. Touche. <laughs> nah, I, I'm I'm a bit pissed off, but I can get into the reasons why a little later in the show all when right. we get to that segment. All right, all right, I'm totally, and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. If uh, if you don't know my voice, then well, you probably haven't heard an episode since like episode fifty six. So there's that. Some quick news that we got going on. Just don't want to interject this in here before we get into what you're drinking. So we've, we, as everybody knows, we have our anime night, uh, and we have our game show night, and we just kicked into gear last night. Bear in mind, we're recording Sundays now. Uh, we kicked into gear last night, horror movie night, and I got to say, I really, really enjoyed Split, which is what we watched last night. Now, if you guys haven't seen Split yet, the dude who friggin' plays the, the, the schizophrenic that dude deserves every award you can give that uh, man. DID. He has DID, not schizophrenia. Oh, whatever. See, the guy's got split personalities, and the dude did amazing. Like, I, I, I didn't catch it at first, and I went back and I started watching some, over, some of it over again in YouTube clips. Dude, the guy actually, like, his facial muscles are different in different personalities. Like, when he's the kid... All of a sudden, his cheeks are all, like, relaxed and stuff, and he's got his his, his upper jaw is sticking out. Far. It's so friggin' weird to watch when I'm actually paying attention to it. Like, I mean, paying attention to that. It's friggin' great. But yeah, so we're going to be kicking that in. We're going to be doing that probably at least once a month, maybe twice a month, if we start garnishing some interest on it. But yeah, so if you enjoy horror movies, uh, looks like we're going to be trying to do that second... Second Saturday of the month? Is that what we're shooting for? Yeah, uh, every second Saturday is going to trail our game show night. So if you uh, come to the first Saturday of the month, that's game show night. Second Saturday is movie, uh, the horror movie night. Yeah, yeah. And this one actually wasn't even a horror movie per se. It was really more of a suspense movie. Thriller! Thriller, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was yeah. totally it was but totally suspenseful. 
But yeah, I mean, I feel it fits into the same kind of like area as horror movies because a lot of horror movies are just suspenseful jump scares. Yeah, this was suspenseful, but I don't, I don't want, I don't think I could necessarily say it was jump scary. Right, it wasn't, but it had the suspense. It had that. Uh, this could go either way, horror movie or just you know your typical uh, thriller. Yeah. Yeah, then we made it a double feature because we got done with Split and we were still awake, so we ended up watching Cabin in the Woods right afterwards. Yeah, and I am absolutely convinced that our buddy Shadow was in that movie. Dude, dude, I watched, since we watched it again, a, a guy that uh, that we work with over on the over the Linux team with me, he, he pointed out, he's like, hey, Shadow looks like this. And I looked at him like, holy crap, he really does. And I watched it again Fuck last night. you. And he totally does. Like, seriously, we just got to get you, we got to get you a freaking thermos cup that when you pull it and extend it out, it turns into a bong because that's where, that's, that's what you need right there. Just no. <laughs> what would I even use that for? Fending off zombies. What the I guy used gu- it for. I have so many guns. Yeah, but how, okay, look, how, how awesome is it to say, oh, I shot a zombie in the face or how awesome is it to say, I beat a zombie to death with a giant bomb. Both are actually pretty awesome by their smart uh, by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! As you as you speak and, and fire and smoke fall out of your face. From a vape. A nicotine vape. Fat clouds, brah. Fat clouds. We get it, you vape. I also crossfit. Are you a <laughs> vegan too? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you know me, I can't even lift my own body weight. Uh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Well, the important thing, what is everybody drinking tonight? So we're skipping Shadow right now because, well, we, we know. But uh, Blue Shark, what do you drink? What do you drink with this tonight, man? Alright, so I did a lot of drinking this this weekend, so I'm playing nice tonight, and I'm uh drinking one bottle of uh a Yingling uh, Lager, and for those of you who uh, haven't heard of it, uh, uh, two episodes ago, um, I talked about the Yingling Lager. It's pretty much like your cheap, basic beer, but it's a good, cheap beer. Um, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy as far as price is concerned, but it doesn't taste as bad as Budweiser does. In fact, I think it tastes pretty damn good. I enjoy Yingling. Yingling's good. Yingling's good, like all day drinker. Cyberblood Man, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? I am revisiting some more Pipeworks Brewing. I am drinking their Lizard King Mosaic Hopped Pale Ale. This thing, it's very much, you could taste the mosaic hops. It's like right there. That's pretty much all you get is that uh, florally hop flavor through and through. I like it. It's yummy. So is a mosaic hop something that's floral? Well, hops are flowers anyways. Uh, some of them, sure. some hops have more of a grapefruit or a sweet or um, floral. Like uh, when you smell a flower, it smells like it tastes or it tastes like it smells rather. I have no clue what a rose should taste like then because... They don't. They don't taste anywhere near like what they smell. Neither do dandelions. 
Like, I they... think dandelions taste very much like they smell. Well, the dandelions I always grab smell like cat pee. That's because you have them next to the cat litter pan. Well, they certainly don't taste how they smell then. All right, pending location. <laughs> I I worry about Cecil. Eh, I stopped a while ago. You should have given Shadow the option to pass. Well, Shadow, what are you drinking with us tonight? A fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> and this sweet, sweet, squeeze berry aid three milligram vape juice. Oh yeah. You know, next time I'm over, I'm going to like I'm going to I'm going to plant a Mountain Dew bottle that's like a quarter rum or no, sorry, a quarter vodka cuz rum and Mountain Dew I don't think would go very well. Uh no I, it they does. Don't. It does. No. Um whiskey. Depending on the rum. Whiskey and Mountain Dew. I was just going to throw vodka in there cuz vodka just thins the mix. I'd notice. Anyway, I took my sleeping drugs, so... Oh, well, at least you're under some influence. They take, like, four hours to work on me, which is why I had to take them so damn early. It's what you get for having the generic crap you could just buy off the shelf. So what you're saying is I should stop by nightly with chloroform? Hey, if that's what gets me some action, that's what gets me some action. Yeah, just when you wake up, don't, don't complain about things hurting. They always do. And I myself am not drinking... A coconut imperial stout. I am so not drinking a coconut imperial stout. I am drinking some Kraken rum because I wanted something this round that I knew I would at least enjoy. <laughs> not some friggin' random hand grenade I had sitting in my fridge. And everybody knows my feelings on Kraken rum. It's a great mixer. Did you know that they have Captain Morgan now has a watermelon and an apple rum? Shapes in a cannonball glass bottle. I did not know of this, but then again, I bought a lot of booze like about a month and a half ago, so I really haven't been to the liquor store in a while. Yep, I've made a couple trips. And there was this whole concept of a keg that I had sitting behind me for like a month. This is the first I've heard about the keg. There is photographic evidence that you know of said keg. Well, I've never seen that keg with my own eyes. You gripped that thing like you were about to die on it. I thought I was going to die on it. <laughs> All right, boys. State of games. Let's go back around the room. Shadow Fox, what's your state of games, man? Uh, stick fight. Fucking A right. Okay, it's so it's like those, uh, those, I, what was it, animations from, like, the mid-2000s of the stick fighters, but it's an actual game where you, it's like Super Smash Brothers but with guns and stick figures. And it's freaking retarded and great. Same people who maybe did stickdeath.com? Maybe. I have no idea. This was a donkey video that I watched, and I showed it to Cecil and went, we should play this, and that sold him on it. Okay, now hold on. I, I want to point out that he showed me this video, and I said, this looks stupid. This looks like the stupidest game I have ever seen in my entire life. There's about a four-second pause, and I said, it's downloading right now to my home computer. And because of two of five cast members saying, hey, we're going to play this, I got it. Oh, the, yeah. The, we're just waiting for, like, all four people to fight now. The game is stupid fun. Like, it, it's, it, it's quick. It's, it's brutal. 
there's so much luck involved. Yeah, the level has a higher chance of killing you than some of the people you're fighting against. So you're fighting the level and the people. It's uh-huh. freaking great. And then you and get a hold of that lightsaber, and, and then the guy pulls a Qui-Gon on you and hides behind the laser beams, and you're like, God damn it. I didn't know even know there was achievement for grabbing the lightsaber. Apparently there is. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, sweet, I just got an achievement for that. What's your state of games, Zyber? My uh, state of games has been... Uh... Horizon Zero Dawn finally got into that. Um, I've been hitting this weekend's uh, community day in Pokemon Go, which has downright pissed me right the fuck off. I wasted six hours of my life hunting Eevees and got a whole lot of shit. Garbage all the way through. And it pissed me off. And I didn't even get anywhere near the shinies I was hoping to get. And any shiny I did get was garbage. And it pissed me off. It really pissed me off. Yeah, I've been pretty lax on Pokemon Go as uh, as of the past, like, two, three weeks. Blue! What's your state of games there, guy? So, I've been playing some Pokemon Go. I didn't do the community day. Um, I, uh... Been mostly just signing in and completing a research task and sending gifts to everyone. Um... I uh, played some Child of Light with a girlfriend. We're making our way through that game slowly but surely. And then uh, I've been playing. I played a little bit of Ghost Recon Wildlands here and there. Uh, girlfriend's been in town, so I really haven't had much time to play. But uh, I'm a little, a little annoyed with Ghost Recon. Oh, do, do tell, do tell. So they did an update recently um, for the. Uh, additional i forget what the heck they call them but it's like additional free dlc and it includes a uh distraction uh it includes a uh uh, a new a new set of missions with uh one of the characters from uh what do you call it rainbow six siege and the problem is is the uh update broke the guns in the game so when you go to like take your suppressor off of your hti um it won't go back on unless you re-equip it in the menu um attachments that you have unlocked are now locked and you can't unlock them again and it's so it's kind of like limiting my gun choices right now and it's taken away certain things that i was using on some of my guns so i'm not too thrilled with it and they haven't said when they're going to fix it and I was kind of hoping they would come out because they did another update last week. I was kind of hoping they would have said in there like, hey, yeah, we noticed there's these problems. We're working on them or something. But nothing's said. Nothing's been done. So that's my state of games. How about you, Cecil? I'm Cecil. sorry. I, I wasn't listening. I've been watching this GIF on repeat that Shadow posted in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I, I see it. I... uh I just heard stuff about Ghost Recons there for a second. I, I'm yeah, truly sorry, yeah. but I, I will I will listen to what you said when I go back and edit. I, I swear to you, I will. But uh, we, we gotta we gotta just get that off of the screen. Let me let me let me preface why I sent that. So while you were talking about Ghost Recon, I remembered the this image. There was a second image that I actually posted in there. But when I loaded up my Chrome browser, I still had that open from two nights ago. 
that that's why I was like, you guys need to see this. But so I guess uh, somebody had posted a picture to Reddit a couple days ago. It's a uh, it's a UN representative from the US and it's her security detail. But the way that the her security detail looks, it literally looks like it'd be a uh, what, what's it a promo for Ghost Recon. You know what? I think I actually have worn those gloves that that dude on the left hand side is wearing right now. In like Ghost it Recon. looks, it looks exactly like a promo, but apparently it's a real U.S. or U.N. ambassador and her actual like team. And it was like posted to Instagram or something like a week ago. It well, just so happens that it reminded me of that. Yeah, sorry about all the uh, the backslashes there. I just had to get that other one off the screen so I could focus on what we had <laughs> oh, to do now. <laughs> good, I can scroll up still. Nice. Uh, my state of games has been actually a whole friggin' lot of No Man's Sky. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've said plenty of times before on the show and everywhere else that I enjoy the game, but the, the improvements that they've done to the game now makes it, makes it that much more stupid fun. That's pretty much it. And some Destiny 2. Been, been trying to grind away in Destiny 2 to get the, uh, the moments of triumphs and all that crap. Anywho, so our topic for the evening, if you've uh, if you listened to a couple episodes ago, you know that we talked about the game Metal Gear for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We pretty much stopped right past when we get to the point of talking about Metal Gear Solid. So we talked about Metal Gear and, uh, and its debacle for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And then we talked about Snake's Revenge, which those really have nothing to do with the Metal Gear story whatsoever now. But... We decided that we were going to dive into Metal Gear Solid, and of course, it's it's remake of the Twin Snakes this uh, this evening. So, basic timeline for Metal Gear Solid: If you haven't played the game, it came out for the the Sony Entertainment System, uh, PlayStation. I'm I'm friggin' brain melting here because I was actually looking at the Sony Entertainment System logo in front of my face. Uh, so it was released originally as Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation, which was a cool morph thing that started out with something for Nintendo and then they made their own thing which well now we all if, if you haven't heard of PlayStation then you're probably living under a rock and it also probably means that you're not listening to the show so now we got that out of the way uh, Metal Gear Solid starts off where you take on the role of a gentleman called Solid Snake from the original Metal Gear games and you have to infiltrate I think it's a base in Alaska isn't it Shadow Moses Island where is it, though? It's in Alaska. Yeah, it's in Alaska. The, the archipelago or something like that. I just remembered it being in Alaska. So your whole point is that you're supposed to get in and rescue some hostages. Ironically, very similar to the story of the first Metal Gear game. You were supposed to sneak in, rescue hostages, and then make your way out. So in this one, same thing. You, you're supposed to sneak in. Rescue some hostages. I think the president of, what, like, Arms Tech or something like that? Yes, and the DARPA chief. And the DARPA chief. Uh, which, just like just like you would expect, everything goes completely awry from there. Uh, you meet some really interesting bosses, I should say. I guess I'll call them bosses. Like Sniper Wolf. Uh, there's some really great little things that happen in the game, but... Uh, I mean, from there, you... Yeah, you have like interest, interesting codec conversations. Like you start becoming suspicious of what's going on, and then um, eventually you uh, you get captured. Um, 
your companion that's with you at the time, she also has been captured. You have to survive a torture session. Um, then you end up escaping and fighting off uh, one of the bosses that you fought, uh, Raven. You fought him in the tank, kind of, which I, I'm surprised the man survived a grenade inside an enclosed in space. And then you um, end up ending the game with your buddy, uh, Gray Fox, getting smashed by Metal Gear Rex uh, and uh, taking out Metal Gear Rex with nothing but a um, Stinger missile and uh, fisticuffs with your uh, clone brother to uh, escape on a jeep. So let's backtrack there for a second. So you meet a character called Gray Fox, but you don't know he's Gray Fox. And spoiler alert, if you didn't figure that part out when we just described pretty much the whole game, uh, you you meet the character as a cyborg. Uh, there's this kick-ass ninja cyborg that's roaming around that you end up having to fight when you go, f- oh, what the hell's his name? What's the nerd's name? Had the gun oh, on his wall. Hal Emmerich. Hal- but you meet him before that. No, no, don't, don't you meet Hal and then the Cyborg Ninja shows right up in that same room? Yes, he does, but you meet the Cyborg Ninja when you go to fight Ocelot. And uh, <sighs> you're trying to free the Arms Tech president. Oh, because doesn't he Ocelot lob off his, his hand? hand? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. Um, so you find out that the Cyborg Ninja is actually Gray Fox, which if you played the original Metal Gear game for, well, I'm going to say Nintendo because that's the one I'm remembering. If you played that, you actually meet Gray Fox as one of the hostages that you actually have to go rescue. So there's a, you know, Gray Fox ironically turns out to be somebody who's been in the in the gaming series for a while. Um, and then you meet Hal Emmerich, which he ends up being like the the very typical Asian nerd, uh, just hides in a corner, pisses his pants. Doesn't know what's going on, but he's super smart, and he basically built, or he designed Metal Gear Rex, I believe. So then when you get to that fight all the way at the end, when you finally realize that it's Gray Fox, Gray Fox actually disables the targeting system for Metal Gear Rex, so that allows you to actually go in and and take him out. Yep. And somewhere along the way, you meet Meryl, which Meryl is, uh, Meryl's the companion. Yeah, turns out to be related to Roy Campbell. A little more closely related than she thought, I think. Starts off as her niece becomes her daughter, or his daughter. Yep. And there's actually some cool little tricks in that game. If you run quick enough when you first meet her after you break out of prison, you can actually run quick enough and catch her with her pants off. Which, you know there was somebody somebody in Konami going, yeah, I'm totally programming this. This is the lostest I've ever been on the show. You never played Metal Gear? No. Oh my god, you you're you're missing out on like one of the best games like in the PlayStation era. Yeah, I didn't have a PlayStation during the era. Yeah, neither did I. I didn't play this game until it came out, uh, re-released as um, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on the GameCube. Man, we got to get you playing this game. Metal Gear Solid is a classic. You're a classic. I am a. Cl- uh, technically, I think I'm counted as an antique. 
Aw, don't say that about yourself. That's all yeah, right. We're doing we're doing kind of a rough job of uh, summarizing the entire video game, but uh, this wasn't necessarily one of the first. 3d video games that came out i think we had resident evil 2 and um god there was another one. Oh, there were plenty of games that came out uh because keep in mind that resident evil 1 came out before it um warhawk i mean so there were plenty of 3d games i mean even crash bandicoot came out before yeah. this i believe but with the exception i mean they came out the same year resident evil did but I, this was one of the few 3d games that was not made to target towards children you know this was a m-rated game i believe um and and rightly so not just the you know seeing meryl with her pants off or um the sexual advances that she um she starts pulling off as you're uh fighting psycho mantis but uh the political discussions alone have such they they're they're not made for kids because i mean it's stuff that goes right over their heads i mean this game was proudly um uh nuclear disarmament uh they talk they thought they spent a big section you know just talking to you while you're in the game about how all these nuclear warheads are just left lying around and they're horribly you know uh disposed of there's leaks and accidents and then also talking about the genetics which really was the main focus of the game but i really felt like they were you know really pushing the anti-nuclear stuff because i mean they mentioned the salts treaty and a whole bunch of other uh stuff from uh, the disarmament between russia and the united states and this was this was after reagan's era because um, the game came out, what, what did you say? It was 1990 something. I want to say like 98, 99. Yeah. So this was this was this was about. I think Clinton was in office around that time. Well, that's one of the but you actually touched 99. On, yeah, you touched on actually one of the cool things that I uh, that I really enjoyed about the way um, Hideo Kojima and and Konami really told the stories. They they looped in. A lot of real life stuff. They 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 pumped in a lot of actual things that happened, and and pumped it into the game to give it a backstory, to give it a believable story. So you're watching this, and yeah, okay. So is it a little bit weird about a giant bald guy with a friggin' a minigun shooting at you and, and coming into a tank? Yeah, it's a little weird. But could there be an actual big ass bald guy with a minigun trying to kill you? Yeah, that's that's. That could happen. Could it? Is it weird that there was a, a woman who befriended wolves and is like one of the best snipers in the world and she happens to want to kill you? Yeah, it's a little weird. Could it be? Could it happen? Yeah. So that's where I really liked this game specifically is that they rooted themselves very, very deeply into like stuff that could really happen. Now, granted, Psychomantis was kind of a, a leap out of there. He was the weird part. But by the time you got to Psychomantis, all this other stuff that happened, including the backstory that, that Blue was just talking about, already happened. So it's already got you really deep, really immersed in this game. I mean, to the point of you're looking around going, well, crap. I mean, 
yeah, sure, maybe this guy could be flying around and reading my mind. I, I don't freaking know. Every, everything else is going on is plausible. Why not this? One thing that I really enjoyed about this whole franchise is how they dive into um, believable politics and uh, go over the ethical ends of uh, technological advancement and how it's being used in uh, warfare. And Shadow is burning up like a vampire right now from the sun shining through his window. Yeah, they, we're watching the sunset through Shadow's uh, oh. mirror. Uh, oh, God. I got... Oh, that's, that's just so bright. You turn the camera oh, around. Oh, it'll adjust. Oh, God, it's beautiful, though. I feel my retinas burning out right now. Oh, my God, my fucking retinas are on fire. I guess it won't adjust. Well, one of, one of the things that I really loved about uh, about the Metal Gear series is that they they brought storytelling in a in a video game to a whole new level um really at the time they they set the bar or as shadow would be holding they set the pringles can uh for storytelling for storytelling in a game and also keep in mind that uh, a stealth game like this really really hadn't been brought out up until this point you know, the whole game was designed. I mean, you can go. I think you can go through the whole game without actually killing anyone. Yes, because you start off actually with um, uh, getting a tranquilizer um, gun, and even the even the sniper battle that you have with Sniper Wolf can be completed with a uh, a sniper based uh, tranquilizer gun. So it's really cool that the entire the entire game, while the game is designed around violence because, well, I mean, what's what's the easiest way that you can interact somebody into a game but with some sort of violence? But even with that form of violence, it uh, it gave you kind of a, a way to not do that violence and still achieve the game. I don't know. It, Metal Gear Solid for me was just a it it was a it was a storytelling for the time. Now, granted people have done a lot better since but at the time it was just a storytelling masterpiece it was just it was something that i really expected kind of out of a square enix game at the time you know that that level of 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 immersion and storytelling that you got was just really amazing hold on hold on hold on did you just say square anus uh enix nice all right i know it was square soft at the time and that they didn't buy square enix until the mid-2000s but Figured I'd just say that since that's what everybody probably recognizes him as now. How about Sunsoft? <laughs> so there were some other really, really great little Easter eggs in that game. Um, if if you played it and you didn't you didn't catch them, one of them was actually there was a there was a a, a poster of Gundam Wing in that same room where you fought where you find Hal Emmerich and you fight uh, Gray Fox. Yes, and there's also for a space knots, which I think is something um, that he put together. Uh, Kojima. Yeah, there's a lot of little Easter eggs in there. Uh, yeah, and then another shout out to himself is uh, when you do the Psycho Mantis battle. Um, one of the things that he does is he changes the he makes the screen go black, and then there's like a green. Um, word that shows up in the right hand corner kind of like what your TV used to do when you change video input and instead of saying video it said 
Hideo? Is that how you would pronounce that? Uh, I always said Hideo because video Hideo. Hideo. And that got stuck yeah. in my head. I know I'm probably saying it wrong, but I don't care because it got stuck in my head that way. Yeah, so that was a little shout out to him. It was, it was you know, like you probably over, you never really noticed it at first because you're probably like, oh, fuck the TV, you know, it just changed. It's not supposed to do that. Well, you know, what am I doing? And and that was one of the really cool fights. Like there were some really enjoyable fights out of that game, but that Psycho Mantis fight was was really really well thought out. Um, just like with that, it popped up and it went hideo in the corner, and all of a sudden you're sitting there going, "Oh my god, did did, did I sit on the remote?" Because we all know we've done that. Oh crap, I sat on the remote. I gotta get back to the game. Um, another thing it did, which was cool during the Psycho Mantis fight, is right before you started it would actually go through the save data on your memory card. And if you played any other um, Konami game, it would actually come up and say a little piece about it. Like, for instance, if you played uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, it would come up and it would say a little blurb, oh, so you, li- you like to play as Alucard. Ah. And I forget what other games it mentioned. There's a bunch of them, though. Yeah, he did that. And then he also did kind of a nod to some of the stuff on in GameCube. I think he also may have touched on no, I don't think he touched on that game. Never mind. But like he would talk about how often you save, and that would determine whether or not you were reckless. Oh yeah, yeah. Or if you were considered to be overly cautious. And there's also another cool little thing that um, during the during the fight, all of a sudden your controller would stop working. So mm-hmm. the only way to get around that was you had to actually plug your controller into the second port. So you could finish the fight out. Otherwise, you couldn't control it. And as soon as you did that, Psycho Mantis actually started freaking out going, why can't I read your mind? Yeah, that was that was one of his best fight sequences in the game. Yeah, it was just it was well thought out. It was really it it played. It broke down that fourth wall, but it broke it down in a way that just melded It merged well with the game itself. Well, we talked about Twin Snakes, about the port uh, that was ported over to GameCube. And to you know what? I keep telling myself that I got to play that port, but I never have. It's it's a little bit better. They incorporated some of the mechanics that were in Metal Gear um, Solid uh, 2, Sons of... Uh, Sons of Liberty? Or Guns of the Patriots? Is it Guns no, of the Patriots? Sons, no, it's Sons of Liberty. Yeah, Guns of the Patriot was 4, wasn't it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so I never actually played that, but I heard so many good things about it. And during research of the last Metal Gear episode, actually, uh, and and I'll repeat it just for the sake of it, but everybody knows, well, I hope everybody knows, that the voice of Snake up until the most recent um, Metal Gear Solid Five was a gentleman named David Hayter. David Hayter's done a lot of different things, including playing the Giver in Giver 2. Which that's uh, if you haven't seen those live actions, just 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 because you like a bad movie, go watch them. They're just they're so bad they're good. Uh, but David Hayter, which he's done other things than that, he is. I mean, uh, in my mind, he is the voice of Solid Snake. So one of the things that he did for the Twin Snake port, actually, I don't want to call it a port. That really was a remake of the game, because I mean they really did remake the entirety of it. You may or may not be muted, Blue. I'm not 100% sure. So you all you saw in the um, in uh, Metal Gear Solid was uh, polygons for faces and bodies. And this one, 
Like you got to really see the detail, the facial muscles, the the facial reactions to comments and and all sorts of things. So it it really was an improvement and kind of like a an HD remake, if you will. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's totally worth a playthrough. Uh, one of the things that that from as I said from researching, I found out is that David Hayter actually took a pay cut so that the other characters, the other voice actors could all come back for Metal Gear Solid got Metal Gear Solid Twin Snake. Yeah, that was really good because honestly, the voices of those characters were really they were done very well in the Jap and the English version. I know some people complained about taking something from Japanese to English and uh, they say that it's horrible. Like some people complain about the British accent of Princess Zelda in uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Well, one of the things that I always find of going from Japanese to English is that you always lose kind of everything just becomes kind of monotone. It's it's almost like they don't know how to, you know, they don't know what inflections to put in. They don't know how to really put it. And while, yeah, th- there was a lot of it that was monotone, they still, I, I think in Metal Gear, they really did a great job of of giving some of that emotion in there. Just like, uh, you know, and again, spoiler alert, <laughs> you probably should turn off this episode if you don't want spoilers on this game. But uh, the, like at the end where you're facing against Liquid Snake and he's going off on his monologue and he's about to end Solid Snake and all of a sudden he starts to fall backwards and, and clutch at his chest and he just kind of says, Fox. And then Snake just kind of looks at him and very, very plainly, because he realizes what's going on, says, die. Because he realizes that he just killed him without having to touch him. Yeah, that was one of the the better uh, death sequences in the game. And it was really cool is that they, they kept that going throughout the entire series. So Fox Die came back in Metal Gear Solid 4 much, much later on. Yeah, and... Um... I mean, heck, you Ocelot. Um, it's kind of like the Dune series. You would think that this one guy is the main character, Paul Atreides, but at the end of the day, it's really Duncan Idaho. It's the main <laughs> character of the Dune series because he he keeps coming back, and that's that's what Liquid does. Is you know, spoiler alerts. Um, Ocelot and Liquid, uh, mostly Ocelot, really. He just keeps coming back. Like he's in, he's in Snake Eater. Um, he's in this game. Spoiler alert, he's in... Um, Metal Gear Solid 4. Sons, Sons of the Patriots. So, yeah, Guns of the Patriots. He's in oh, yeah, Sons Phantom of Pain. He's in uh, Sons of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah, so... And he's in... Uh, isn't he in Metal Gear Solid 5? Ocelot? 5? I'm pretty sure he is. Phantom Pain? Yes. If that, if that five is fan of pain, then that's correct. Yeah, and and the funny thing about Ocelot, it's really weird. If you've never played Snake Eater, the first time you come across Ocelot is his group is they're called the Ocelots or something like that, and he does this thing where he goes, and he like puts claws up, like hands like his claws, and he like makes a meow noise, and he like rolls his head up as he does that. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah well that's the thing about uh like 
And that's the thing that I really enjoy about Hideo uh, Kojima's games is that he has that weirdness in there. He he just he he excels at the weird, and when you watch it, you're just you just find a way to accept it. And I I, I haven't figured out how he does that, but you just watch it and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm cool with this. This happened. But let's talk about what happens after Metal Gear Solid. So after the first Metal Gear. It goes on to Metal Gear Solid 2, which is the Sons of Liberty. Yes. And that one, you actually don't take on the snake persona right away. You actually, no, you do. Well, no. But, well, yeah, for like the, the first like intro mission, and then you are, um, then you're Raiden for like the rest. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, a recreate of the Shadow Moses incident. Like the boss fights have some similarities between the others, um, but they're they have a little bit of different mechanics, and uh, they definitely have different names and personalities. But it's almost like it's a it's kind of a copy in ways. Like you can you can kind of see the allusion to the other game. Um, I mean. I, it starts to follow a formula, in my opinion. That's that's what I really think it does. Is it just follows this formula of go here, do this, pick up this, do it, boom, boom, boom. I mean, it's it's a linear game, so they really don't have much that they can do to make it different. But uh, it's uh, it, in a way, it's kind of an allusion to um, the game. Well, also keep in mind that. Metal Gear Solid kind of had those same throwbacks to the first Metal Gear game. Because in the first Metal yes. Gear game, you were going and looking for hostages. In Metal Gear Solid, your whole point is you were going and looking for hostages. And then it turned into something way different, way freaking cooler. Um, and I think that's kind of what Sons of Liberty did. And didn't they even say in Sons of Liberty that they designed that, like they designed it to be like Shadow Moses? Like the one guy was trying to make it like Shadow Moses? Yeah, so, spoiler alert if you've never played the game, essentially what it turns out to be is you're in a VR mission, and what they're trying to do is since Solid Snake left Foxhound, um, actually, no, I don't even think he really was officially Foxhound in, uh, in that previous mission. No, he already retired. They pulled him back yeah, in. Yeah, he retired. So, so they they realized how great of a soldier Solid Snake was after the Shadow Moses incident it came about, and they wanted to recreate him. So they did this VR mission, and they took this uh, trainee, and they put him into this VR machine and kind of to kind of recreate the whole Shadow Moses incident um, in order to make another Solid Snake. And they never really quite do it. Nope. Yeah, I'm glad that they fixed Snake's butt. In the new Super Smash Brothers. Like, that really was disturbing. That's uh, a little messed up. Yeah, he's got, like, these huge thunder thighs, but then he's, like, he's got no ass. Yeah. And I'm, I know Solid Snake does squats. I mean, you can just look at him and say, that man does squats. Yep. So then the series did a weird, quick kick. They went back in time uh, to mm-hmm. one of the original characters of... Well, Metal Gear, and actually they talk about him in Metal Gear Solid, Big Boss. So in Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, you actually go back in time to play as Big Boss. 
Now, the thing that I really loved about Metal Gear Solid 3, and actually Metal Gear Solid 2 as well, is that each time that they came out with a new game, they made drastic improvements on either the engine, on technique, on graphics. They made drastic improvements. Uh, now, granted, Snake Eater came out on PS2, while Metal Gear Solid came out on PS1. So, yeah, you would expect that there was some graphical improvement there. But they added in things like, what was it, Hunger into the uh, into the second one? Uh, sorry, yes. the third one. Uh, uh, for Snake Eater, so you had to worry about injuries, and you could have like a bleeding injury. Um, like you had a critical wound, and you had to stop and apply certain medical devices. It wasn't simply, oh, my health's gone down, let me go eat a ration. It was, no, you need to worry about bleeding. You need to also worry about... Um, uh, you know, when was the last time you ate? Because it kind of affected your your state of mind, in a sense. And you had to worry about camouflage too. Um, what you wore and where you were at, you know, could determine how visible you really were. Isn't that where like uh, games such as Hitman took from Metal Gear, getting uh, different costumes from people you knock out? Possibly. I don't remember when the first Hitman game came out, but um, yeah, there you, there was a there was a, a moment where you could um, you could dress as a, a soldier and then specifically you got a mask. Well, one big thing that the, the Hitman games definitely took from Metal Gear and, and one thing that Metal Gear Solid really brought forward into the genre is really they they brought that stealth game to the forefront they they you know they may not have been the first person to do it but they were the first person to master it yeah and that was the only way that they really could fit like we talked about in the last game how they could fit all of those guys on a screen was if it was a self mission if it wasn't a self mission it really wouldn't be a great you know assault game yeah yeah there's just too much going on and plus if you think about it one guy versus an army, which is basically what Metal Gear Solid was. One guy versus an army. He's not walking through the front door, guns a-blazing. He's, he's sneaking his way in. He's knocking people out and throwing them in a locker. You uh, spoke of Big Boss a few minutes ago. I, when I first saw Big Boss, I was like, oh my god, that dude's jacked. And then Big Boss unzipped that like front zipper and like let the hair do whatever and it's like that's a chick oh you're talking about the boss not big boss yeah so yes oh oh the oh, boss yeah. so right, metal yeah, gear yeah, solid yeah. uh three snake eater you, snake you meet the person who well actually she she i think she was like the best soldier ever and that's yep, who mother of special forces yeah that's who big boss trained under but yeah you meet the boss and you realize that She's like a CQC expert, and that's who trained Solid. Well, that's who trained Big Boss, who inherently, you know, that that trained Solid Snake. Because, well, another spoiler alert: Solid Snake is a clone of Big Boss. Yeah, that's yeah. They've got a rather interesting timeline. Uh, I mean, to go into this whole series, just if you haven't played these games before, the the story behind how they became who they were and then when they expanded upon, you know, the boss's development, how he became, you know, outer, 
you know, the leader of uh, Outer Heaven, and also like the fact that when you play the original Metal Gear game, you're like, you're going into the base, Big Boss is telling you what to do, and then you go and you end up at the end of the game, you fight Big Boss, and you kill him, and you killed him, and then he shows up again in the next one, and you're like, what the fuck? Well, really, you killed spoiler alert for those of you who don't know because you haven't played phantom pain or haven't really gone into the the, the metal gear solid games with big boss in them such as snake eater uh, phantom pain and ground zeros the guy that you're controlling in phantom pain isn't big boss per se that's venom snake and he's the medic that helps save big boss at the end of ground zeros and they basically do plastic surgery on him to make him look like the boss or make him look like Big Boss and have him like do his own thing while the actual real Big Boss, Ishmael, goes off and, you know, tries to sneak in and do his thing without being noticed. So if you haven't figured out from our drunken ramblings here, <laughs> the games, there is so much story that go on with these games. And Shadow right now is just completely, like, his. I think his brain has actually exploded. The fuck have you guys been talking about for the past 30 minutes? We, Christ, we haven't even gotten into Solidus Snake. Yeah, we, yeah we've been talking about you universe. needing to pick up some games and get through them. Yeah. This is the, this is the universe that is Metal Gear. Yeah, so, so now we've got a mission. Now we've got to get Shadow. All the Metal Gear games, so that he can play through them. Because there's quite a few on Steam. Because he has to play them. And I believe our partners over at Humble Bundle have a few of the games also. Really? Oh, well, we'll have to see about that, shall we? What the hell is that last line? Timeline pasted the fires Metal Gear Solid game. What is that? I mean, I know we have show notes for a reason, but I have no clue. Did I write that? Yeah, I don't know. It was there when I opened them, but if it's referring to the timeline I shared, um, yeah, it goes 1964, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Snake Eater, 1974, Metal Gear Solid, um, I, what is, I can't remember, Peace something, Peacemaker? Peace Walker. Peace Walker. Peace Walker. All right. Then 1975, Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, Ground Zero. Ground Zeroes? Yes, Ground Zeroes. Then 84 with the Phantom Pain. Mm -hmm. 95, Metal Gear. 99, uh, Solid Snake. 2005, Metal Gear. Um, Solid. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Um... 2000, 2009 is Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, and then 2014, Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, Guns of the Patriot? Yes, Guns of the Patriot. Well, hurrah. Yep. And uh, those, the last few games that he made metal gears solid the metal gear solid series is really what he wanted 
to have showcased in Metal Gear. Like we talked about it in the last episode, Hideo wanted to be a director, and he eventually got to kind of like live that with um, Metal Gear Solid. Like he really, he, you can sit down and you can have it after you've gone through certain levels. You can have it replay the cutscenes up to that point. And you can pretty much sit there at the end of the after you've beaten the entire game and have it pop some popcorn and you can watch a movie. Just all the cutscenes of the game. And that's really what he wanted to do. You know, what's actually super funny is uh I sat down and <laughs> so I beat Metal Gear Solid and I really, really enjoyed it. And I said and I said to myself, Hey, you know what? I want to go back and re you know, rewatch this because I saw that there was a um, there was a theater mode. So I'm like, oh man, you know what? I want to go back and rewatch this. And I got through the game like I, I was very quick at getting through that game. Like I got through that game in maybe an hour and twenty minutes when I just blasted through and, and did the entirety of it. So I said to my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I said, hey, you want to sit down and watch this with me? Because I was going to watch it, and I, and I t- was telling her about the game, and she seemed mildly interested. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I cranked through it like an hour and a half, so I can't imagine it's that much longer, you know, you know, watching the scenes. So we sat down and started watching it on a Saturday. About six hours later, I realized that we were just at like Sniper Wolf. And I just looked at her and I went, I'm really sorry for how long this is taking. I didn't I didn't realize that uh that it was gonna go through every Kodak conversation as well. So yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that game is... Uh, I- I'm surprised you say you got through that in an hour because that game is very long. It When you skip past all the codec, like when you know what you're doing, when you skip past all the codec scenes yeah. and all that stuff, and you just blitzkrieg right through the you know, the actual gameplay itself, it's only like an hour and a half. It really isn't that bad. But, you know, there is that whole thing of, oops, there's a lot of codec talk. Yeah, and it's and it's good conversations. I mean, they he really does. It's not really like oh, snake use a to do this. It's well x square circle whatever the hell you guys have on your the shapes. Um, and it's not now all of that. It's like useful information about your surroundings, and it's also sometimes it's very insightful information about the geopolitical world that he's creating. Yeah, it's not a lot of uh, talk down to the player instruction. Like, you're not intelligent enough to figure out the game. Yeah, and and that's what makes it a really compelling game, in my opinion. Is it, It's not just... Like, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, uh, to give you an example, because I'm playing that right now, it talks about, you know, drug cartels and the effects that the drug cartels have on, the you know, the people and everything. This This talks about something that's that really kind of affects our country because the the military industrial complex, you know, if you don't know this, we have a large portion of the U.S. budget goes towards the military industrial complex. And he talks about the dangers of that. And he talks about the, you know, the nuclear waste stuff. And you you get uh, the look of what it was like for Sniper Wolf growing up, uh, what it was like for someone who's different than, you know, everyone else growing up. For Psycho Mantis, um, you know the the fact that some people believe that they're uh, 
chained to their genes and their genes determine their fate. They don't believe that they can be better than what they were created as. And, uh, you know, it's, it's some, it's not some like gloss over this kind of thing. These are like embedded into the character's psyche and they're really, they really go into depth on this stuff. And that's why when you sit there in the theater mode, it takes six hours just to get to that point of the game. But it was worth it because man, it's such a good game. Oh God. Yes. I can't imagine what it was like watching it, um, back in, uh, when it first came out, but in twin snakes, like I said, they added the facial reactions so you could see like see the muscles change the smiles the smirks the looks of confusion like really get them because like snake really just had kind of like one solid face you know like it's like killing the guys in golden eye you shoot one of them and they'd be like looking mean and they just got like when they died you know there's no change to their face you never you don't see the pain in their in their eyes but it's god it it's a really great movie. Like, even if you are like, I don't want to play this stuff. Like, s- seriously, look this up. Um, YouTube videos that they have of this stuff where you can, people have made, they've stitched together fight sequences. And then some of them, they just do the cutscenes and the codex stuff. And just sit down and watch that stuff. Like, it's in itself a very good thought-provoking cinematic experience. Yeah. Kojima, he just... He's he's a master at storytelling when it comes to video games. Yeah, and unfortunately, yes, wasn't there uh, a few of the last games he didn't even want released? Well, I'm pretty sure after he released Snake Eater, he he didn't want to make another Metal Gear game. From, from at least what I remember back in the day, because after Snake Eater was made, was made. The rumor was going around, though, the rumor mill at the time was Kojima wasn't making another Metal Gear game. He wasn't making it, wasn't making it. And then all of a sudden, okay, well, he's going to make one last Metal Gear game, but this is going to be the final one. This is going to be like it. And then when you play Metal Gear Solid 4 and you realize that you play for about a minute and a half and then there's 15 minutes of cutscene, and then you play for about two minutes and then there's 10 minutes of cutscene, after about the third or fourth time you go through that rigmarole, you're going, oh, this is just him telling the end of the story now. This isn't him playing. This isn't him saying, hey, let's play a game. This is him just saying, this is the end of the story. Watch. That's it. Just watch it. Actually, I think it was to the point that uh, I was playing Metal Gear Solid 4 and, and Remy had stopped by the apartment when I started playing it. And he just sat down and was just like, watching and i'm like hey you want to play he's like no man i I just i want to see how this rolls out then you get into metal gear uh 4's uh app game (laughs) there was an app game how did i miss that (laughs) we really should release the video of this sometime shadow's just like what the fuck and then for like for like protection, he's he's coddling the Seven Up bottle, just rocking back and forth. The fuck has been going on for the past hour? Ironically, most of our listeners are probably going to react the exact same way as Shadow Fox has. Yeah, what uh, the fuck? To 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 really really be honest about this series is that you you really can't talk about all of it in one in one short episode. No, like it's no, to really you can't. do it justice. 
No, and and really, you've got to go through it, and it's it's one of those games that you can't just jump in on like Metal Gear Solid Two and know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can play Metal Gear Solid Three and not play the first or second one, and you're probably going to be okay. But there's probably even still something that you're like, there's those oh shit moments or those aha moments, like when you first meet Revolver Ocelot in in Metal Gear Solid Three. And you're like, holy crap, this guy looks friggin' young. Because when you meet him in Metal Gear Solid, uh, the the original, the first Metal Gear Solid, he's an old guy. He's he's like an old guy with, like, he's bald, long hair. He's an old guy. Well, we got to kick into uh, some questions from the audience here since I see we're, we're going over time like we typically do. Um, <laughs> so the first question actually comes from Zyberblood. Do the at-everyone alerts bother you? Uh well, Blue, I guess you could start with this one. Do do the at everyone alerts bother you? Depends. Um, when it's like uh, Mewhorn Gaming's Discord, when it's something about um, Elder Scrolls Online, yeah, it bothers me because I, I pretty much mute that channel because I really don't play Elder Scrolls Online. But I don't know when people like say good morning and stuff. Like, eh, it doesn't. I can see how it gets annoying, but I pretty much have my phone on uh, vibrate or silent most of the day so i don't get the constant ding 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 that some people probably are getting what about you shadow does the uh do the at everyone alerts bother you i already like keep my phone muted so the only place i ever see it is if i actually open up uh discord on my phone or i see the little icon on my taskbar at home Quite frankly, it's actually just depressing most of the time because I thought somebody actually had a witty comment for me or wants to talk to me and it just, it's spam. But, you know, it's fine, I guess. Just <laughs> sad. What about you, Zyberblood? See, they don't really bother me because there's this lovely function that Discord has. It's, you know, mute the you know at everybody's you can suppress it yeah i was gonna say would that be actually called suppress at here and at everyone under channel yes yes suppress yep yeah so they don't bother me because i can do that me personally i mean like okay so when we were seeing them like in tpc's channel it's actually one of the reasons why i muted tpc's channel for a while where i'd walk in and literally there would be like 15 in a row. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's like, look, if I haven't woken my ass up and opened Discord yet, my phone should not be going off 15 times in the span of 10 minutes because I haven't even accessed that channel yet. So, yeah, that was a little annoying, but I think I think they actually fixed that now, so they don't do at everyone's or at here's or, or at everyone's. Yeah, I think they... Change it over to at here's. And like me, just, just because people get all pissy about it, and I've been in other Discord chats where people get pissy about at everyone's, you know, my first response, of course, is, look, if, if you're in a Discord server and at everyone is pissing you off, you you got that fucking switch there. So suppress here's and everyone. You know how to use it. And if you don't know how to use it, then you should, you know, maybe step outside of your comfort zone and figure it out. <laughs> Because just and that's why I posted the thing that I posted. Yeah, J- just saying. Oh, well, I didn't know that was available. Well, okay, then you didn't bother to look for it. 
I mean, the first time you get a car, you press every frigging button that that car has. There's no button left unpressed. Even the button that says, do not press this, it will kill everyone in the world. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? This is a button in my car. I'm going to press it. Because it's a button in your car. So it, it, I, my, my concern, I guess, is when the hell did the human race get that lazy that they're just going to blame it on, oh, well, I, I, I didn't know that that was there. I mean, really? You didn't know it was there. It's like Shadow going, well, geez, I didn't know that stop sign was there. Allegedly. Allegedly. If it's got a white border, it's optional, officer. I was going to say, it would take at least, what, two, three people to run a stop sign? Allegedly. I don't know. I screwed up somewhere. I'm still not sure where exactly. But it was a six stop sign. Allegedly. <laughs> I like that. Did you know that? I like that Zyber went with me on there. Like he saw where I was going, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna run down this rabbit hole with you." <laughs> Did you know that Ginger and Boots fucked an ostrich? Allegedly, but it was a sick ostrich. Allegedly. All right. Next question: How do you feel about beer taking on flavors that typically would not be a beer thing, such as s'mores, coconut, tasted, toasted marshmallows, pecan pie, etc.? So let's start off with the uh, the answer to this question for me of fuck you. Uh, but go ahead, Shadow. What's your answer to this question? Look, I'm the kind of person that if it tastes good, I don't care. As long as it tastes good. Like, humanity has tried to find a way to make alcohol taste good for millennia. If it tastes good and it gets me a buzz, or even if it doesn't get me a buzz, I will drink it. That's my deal. So wait a minute. How do how do you how do monsters mix into there? Because those things taste like ass. They taste great to me. Okay. Love that ass. What, what about ass. what about you, Blue? I don't really care. Like I'm not one of the. I, I guess like the the German government would probably frown on some of this stuff because um, that the you know the original law that they created about what is considered beer. Um, but, uh, I, I really don't care. Like I'll try something once. I, I, I doubt I'd sit through, um, a football game or something and drink a six pack of that and not feel sick by the end of it because of all the sugar. Um, but you know, I don't, I'll try anything once and heck if someone wants to make it that way, fine. I mean, I, sweet baby Jesus is in a bad porter made by Dewclaw. It's Chocolate peanut butter kind of a beer. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just I was just joking with the fuck you back there, but uh, I I actually like when they try to infuse flavors. One of my favorite beers that I've had in a really long time was a gingerbread stout by Hardywood, and you take the first hit off of it, and it's like you bit into a gingerbread cookie, or or a piece of gingerbread. It's it's absolutely amazing, and then it's got the nice fizzy background to it, and it ends with just a nice smooth kind of ginger flavor. Uh, not like a ginger beer flavor where you get that spiciness to it, but that kind of ginger. You know that you know that flavor you get with ginger, not the spice, but the rest of that flavor. It ends with that, which is really really good. Now, if it's something with coconut in it, you can die in a fire because I really don't like coconut. And if I ever find a coconut imperial stout in my fridge again, I'm probably just going to smash it over, like whoever's face put it in there. <clears throat> 
You got to find them first. I, I will track them down. I will go. I will go CSI on this shit. I'll be dusting for prints. I'll be checking like friggin' clothes uh, or uh, CCTV. I'll be looking for people who drove by my house. I will figure that shit out, and I will show up at your house. Oh man! All right, there, Liam Neeson. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a very, very select set of skills here that make your life hard. And it, that's not the only thing that's hard. Giggity. So the next question we have actually is from D. Uh, has everyone tried mead? If so, did you like it? And do you know of have any recipes for it? So I, I'm going to crack into this one first. Yes, I have tried mead. I love honey wines. It's really weird. There's only two kinds of wines that I like to drink at all. One is an ice wine and the second is a honey wine. Uh, mead is fantastic. I personally think it's fantastic. It is super easy to get drunk off of, though. For me, I drink like two or three um, mugs of mead, and I am friggin' shitty. I don't have a recipe for it, though. I wish I did. If I did, I'd probably be making it because that's how much I like it. What about you, Zyver? You ever had mead? Uh, yes, I like the berry meads. Any kind of berry mead, like a raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, that type of thing. Um, I actually posted a recipe that I've been wanting to use, but have not yet. Is that what that fucking thing was in the comments? Yes. Jesus. Yes. I'm sitting there going, why the hell am I seeing a recipe for like raspberries and shit like that here? Like, this is the show notes. What the hell is this? Yep. That explains it. But uh, that recipe is there um, for D. When he wants to check the notes. Rock on. Yeah, I've never had any other mead other than the straight, like, regular mead, which is just a honey wine. I've never had anything with berry in it. That sounds incredible, though. What about you, Shadow? You ever had mead? No, I can't say that I ever have. Well, it looks like I got to get us a, uh, a couple jugs of mead. We got to sit down at your place sometime watching anime. Just get a keg. Oh, God, a keg of mead. Are we going to do a keg standoff of that? I'll do it um, as I will long as I can say, take pictures. I will say, if you get jugs of mead from somewhere, be sure to ask if you need a cheesecloth or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had that accident once. Yeah, you get down to that ending bit, and if you don't know that you're supposed to filter it, it gets some, it gets chunky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like when you... You ever have, like, a homemade beer? Okay, so I'm, I'm guessing that Blue Shark has really, like, had homemade beer and loves it, because his reaction right there to that question was like... I mean, he was really into it. Like, I, I'm i scared now for how much he's into how it's much. It's like he just finished. I, yeah. It's like he just finished that question. I'm waiting for a sock now to just, like, be thrown right behind him. Just, like, stick to the wall. Just, that's it. <laughs> what about you, Blue? You ever had me? I actually, now that you've made that comment, I wish I did have a sock on me to throw at the wall. <laughs> um, no, I was, um, I'm, I'm driving a bulldozer currently, and I just uh, chased a... Uh, a uh, herd of uh, llamas, <laughs> and I was trying to kill him with a bulldozer. <laughs> Dude, you've got some serious <laughs> issues because your reaction right there—I thought you just took down the final boss, man. Oh no, I just, 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 just fucking around trying to kill alpacas. Like you were—I was trying. You to- were fist pumping there. I saw the friggin' vein pop out of your forehead. I was like, "Holy crap, <laughs> this is impressive." Cecil, you uh, never finished Wildlands. I didn't. You're right, I didn't. But I rarely finish. I noticed. 
All right. Um, as far as meat's concerned, um, <laughs> I don't believe I've ever had it before. I maybe I did. It was a long time ago, and I don't remember it. Um, but uh, eh, I'm down to try anything once. <laughs> well, it looks like I gotta go. Uh, it looks like I gotta come down and visit you with a couple jugs of meat as well. Sounds good. All righty. And last set of questions from Daymok. And we're actually, we're going to kick this back. We're going to drop down a gear here. So we're going to go into just quickly here. We have a limit on the show of what we'll actually talk about. And and while we'll talk about almost anything, um, actual rape is where we kind of draw a line here. So Daymok, sorry, we vetoed your questions. They sound like some really great would-you-rathers, and we might some night make a whole show out of your would-you-rathers. Uh, but the rape one, it's kind of the limit. Yeah. So, sorry, that's our, you know, that and, and if you've ever had rape happen or experienced rape or had somebody around you raped, you know why that's the limit. Because... You can you can joke about a lot of things, but that's that's pretty rough. That's uh, I mean, however you get through your day, uh, I believe that's why it's called rape. Yeah, I mean, however you get through your day, however you, you know, how, how, however you get through whatever your issues are, because we all have them. That's cool. However, that's one subject we're going to skirt on past now. So, on that note. <laughs> Now that we've 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 shifted gears down, we're just gonna halt this bad boy. Shadow, where can people find you at? Uh, sorry, I I went and read him. No, oh god. Uh, damn you, Daybok. I can be found at morganbs.com. All my other links are there, and also in the GNA Discord. Rock on, Zyberblood. Where can you find you at? Well, you can find me uh, palling around the GNA Discord. You can find me on the GNA Twitter. As well as my own tw- Twitter for uh, Cyber Games and Facebook for Cyber Games and uh, GNA Facebook. But I also have a website now, which I'm not going to say the link because it's too goddamn long. Um, if you want the link, it's in my bios on all these uh, forums. Um, yeah, that's about it. Look, Zyberblood sucks a big, fat, huge cock and does it while with a big, fat smile dot com. It's not that long. I feel like he could have abbreviated like half of that. Oh, I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go the whole way. You're wrong. My uh, web page is www.ihumpshadowsleg.com and dislocated his knee. Forward slash cyber games. <laughs> Blue Shark, where can people find you, man? When I'm not killing alpacas from 500 meters away, you can find me on twitter.com slash bluestark45. You can also find me on the GNA Discord as bluestark45, and I'm attempting to stream more often uh, in preparation for November, which those of you who don't know what's special about November, Extra Life. And you can find me streaming on mixer.com slash bluestark45. And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, Mixer, uh, fucking everywhere. Um, 
You can also find me tooling around the GNA Discord as well as the TPC's Discord, uh, Yeah Dude Gamers Discord, uh, Geek Squatch's Discord, Microbrew Gamers Discord. I think I'm in Cyberblood's Discord there somewhere. Uh, yeah, so if I'm not in Discord, let me know. I'll crank my way over there. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spreaker. Um, reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people enjoy listening to us as well. Uh, you can find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, wherever the hell else you want to find us. And yes, we are actually on Spotify now. So you can find us there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, or join us on our Discord chat. See that pinned tweet. We're also on Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. We've started playing and hosting guests on our streaming feeds, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA Podcast, or on our mixer feeds at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. Um, one big thing to keep in mind is we're doing our GNA game show night uh, every uh, first Saturday of every month The to be followed by the next Saturday by our horror movie night, which if we get enough people in, joining in, we'll do it twice a month. Uh, we're also doing our GNA anime night, so you can find us there every Wednesday. I think we are... Which one are we watching? Knights of Sidonia. We finished initial day. Yes. We're on episode... Five, I believe. Yes, and Knights of Sidonia is... I'm on season two. Is weird. Yes, it is. Very weird. Very, very weird. But hey, it's got giant flying robots and shooting people and and photosynthesis and... Rice. Yes, lots of rice. And don't forget <laughs> weird alien creatures that absorb you. Yes, that yeah. you have to stab with one of like six spears. Yeah. It's got flying robots. Uh, <laughs> we've also partnered with Humble Bundle. Um, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle, Cyber? Well, Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a lovely site where you can buy games, but with a twist. Um, instead of just buying the game, you can direct the money to go certain places like with our partnership you could have the money go to our charity which we're supporting and our charity's extra life because one we're doing extra life this year um just like we did last year um or you could say hey you know what i'm gonna pick a charity all to myself and have it go there or to the developers, or to Humble Bundle themselves. You can split it up between them also. But if you want to help us out and, you know, say, hey, Humble Bundle, the uh, Humble Bundle, uh, I like GNA, they're cool shit, just pop question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of any of the links on the site. And hit enter. It'll reload the screen and it'll say, Hey, thanks for supporting our partner, GNA Podcast. And then just go about your business and buy whatever you want. Yeah. And we always say, we always say here at GNA, take that, uh, that slider bar for GNA, throw it all the way down to zero, give it all to charity, give it to the developers. Those are the people that really deserve it. If you want to throw something to Humble Bundle, cool. We're not looking for money. 
If we're if we were doing any of this for money, then we'd be doing something completely different than what we are. We don't want your money. Go give it to charity. Way better deserved. Um, this time around, though, August has been a really slow month, it seems, on Humble Bundle. But you know what? I kind of blame that they didn't have a gaming bundle for quite some time. Like, they didn't have a gaming bundle there for like three weeks. So we've got a big fat goose egg. So help us. Go over to Humble Bundle. Throw that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of something. I don't care. Go find something. Battletech is over there. Metal Gear Solid 5 is over there. Go find that. Go buy it. Throw the thing on there. And make sure to throw that slider bar down so that uh, it all goes to charity. Because then that's all we're looking for. We're looking for that we've done something for charity. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm hooking some stuff up right now. I'm going to be buying something on Humble, Humble Bundle here by the end of the show. Uh, same here. Um, also, uh, this month's or uh, this week's rather... Isn't it uh, sports or racing or something like Actually, that? Actually, yeah, there's got they've got some really cool racing games on there right now. Um, I'm not sure if those will still be there by the time we get done. Yeah, there's only uh, there's only about a day ish left. So by the time you're done, we're you're actually hearing this, you're not going to see it. That sports package is going to be gone. But they are still going to have the programming of your own games, uh, book bundle, game design, and puzzle craft. Um, oh, look, they got actually got a new one there, a comic, uh, a, a Valiant universe. Man, Valiant comics is great. How the hell did I miss that? Well, it looks like I'm getting something else. Anywho, we are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Check us out. Check our friends out, uh, The Meter at We Need to Talk. Uh, or check out Brian and Kiv on First and Ten. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. You can email us at gnapodcast at gnainyourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. Just just send us something. I'm, I'm tired of the Arabian friends. And I'm actually starting to get, like, weird emails there saying that I owe people money. Which they're probably not wrong. I'm just ignoring. Where my money? Where my money? Got money for fake mustaches. Last but not least, check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com. We have all of our podcasts up there. In fact, they go there first. So before they're even available on iTunes or Android, you can get them right there. Direct link feed. Download them right to, your, right to whatever device you want to. Well, guys, thanks for joining me tonight. Shadow, you got to shut the hell up. You talked way too much this episode. Like, you disrupted the whole, whole thing. Like, I feel like if I had said anything else in there... It would have derailed the flowchart explanation you guys were doing there because I think you you explained the entire series perfectly and flawlessly to somebody that didn't understand what was going on, and I am a better person now than I was an hour and a half ago. But you still don't understand what's going on. I am lost as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we'll do is we'll try to include in the show notes a. Uh, a a, a timeline, a link to a timeline that anybody can read and look through. I don't think that would help. Like, legitimately, I was on, like, the wiki for it, mostly because I was looking at pictures of Quiet, but, uh, uh, that, I I put a gif in there for you guys. I hope you enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, that did not help at all. I am still lost as shit. I'm lost as shit on your gif. Oh, I hope you are. I don't understand it. Why the fuck hop out of a moving car and start, like, moving your arms weird? Other gif, other gif, but okay. I think there's a moving car. Well, anyways, thank you guys for joining in tonight. 
Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Catch you later. This is a spoiler alert. Repeat, this is a spoiler alert. If you have not played the game at your shop or any of the games that follows, do not listen to this episode. We are spoiling everything. All. Everything. Just spoiled.